Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Well, good morning, everybody. Great to be together this morning across all of our congregations as we have this message today that kind of launches us into this autumn season and for the rest of 2021. I don't know about you, but it feels like this year has just been shooting past and we're already in September. So let's just pray before we get into the message this morning uh, and kind of set the scene a bit for the next few months. Father, I just thank you for all that you have been doing, all that you are doing right now, and all that you're gonna do in these next few months. Holy Spirit, I ask you that you would give every one of us ears to hear what you are saying, eyes to see what you are doing, and a readiness to respond to you and join in with all that you wanna unfold in these coming months. Father, find us willing and available, find us agile and flexible, uh, to you and to your purposes in everything you want to do. Holy Spirit, I ask you, you would come upon us afresh, powerfully as a church, on every individual and marriage and home and household, upon who we are collectively as a, 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 as a people. We're totally reliant on you and we trust in you, Holy Spirit, for all that you want to do and unfold in these next few months. Grace us afresh to be who you've called us to be at this time. Spirit of faith, I ask you to come upon us so that we're full of faith, but also the spirit of love would be upon us and in us and working through us so that we're a people of faith working through love in the way that we are towards you, Father, the way we are towards one another and the way we are towards those that don't yet know you. So we thank you, Lord, for everything you want to say today, everything you want to do, to set us off in these next few months together as a church. In your mighty name, amen. Now there's gonna be two parts of the message this morning. The first part is about you and I as individuals. And the second part is really about who we are together as a church, as a community of believers. And we're gonna unpack both parts of the message uh, this morning. And so uh, the title for this message is, is really to be alert and awake. Uh, and alive, okay, to the things of God, to what he's doing and saying and what our response is. So to be alert and awake at this time. And so just to kind of launch into that uh, at the beginning, uh, very interesting that it's the start of the Jewish New Year tomorrow, Rosh Hashanah, okay? And the, the year for the Jewish people is 5782. And it's, it's just amazing how the meaning of 5782 is awake. It means to be alive, to, to arise uh, to, to God and to all that he wants to do. And so I think it's amazing that over the last few weeks and months, God's been talking to us, but I know he's been talking to me specifically about this morning, uh, this autumn, that he wants every one of us to be alert and awake and alive to him and his purposes. And so just for a few moments, we just want to unpack what does it mean to be alert, okay, from a biblical point of view, not just a dictionary, but a biblical point of view. And the word alert, biblically, and we're going to look at some scriptures that have these this word alert and, and awake and be on guard, all of that in them in a few moments. But the word alert means to be aware 
and observant of everything around you, okay? To be alert to things around you. It also means to be sensitive to the things of the Spirit, to have a, a sensitivity in our hearts and lives, but also a discernment of the Spirit, to be alert in a discerning way, to know what is of God and what isn't of God. Also, the word alert means to be on guard against the enemy's plans and tactics, okay? We need to be aware and alert of what the enemy is doing. Also, the word alert there means to be on the lookout, okay? To be looking out. And so let's put it this way, to be on the lookout so that you and I don't get taken out, okay? We wanna be really alert and really on guard so that we are looking out so we don't get taken out. Also, the word alert means to maintain surveillance. So when you have surveillance cameras, what are they doing? They're surveying a scene, a scenario, to make sure that nothing comes into that context or environment that shouldn't be there. And God wants us to have a, a, a surveillance about our lives, a spiritual surveillance, so that we don't allow anything in to our lives, whether the enemy is trying to uh, invade or invade our space or our lives, or we open the door and allow ourselves uh, problems and issues. So we wanna, we wanna uh, be a people of surveillance. We're checking things out so nothing comes into our lives that shouldn't be there. But also the word alert means ready to move. That we're alert and awake and alive, so we're ready for action, ready to move. So let's just jump into a couple of scriptures quickly. Uh, to set the scene for this morning's message. Mark 13, 32 says, uh, this is a bigger context where Jesus is speaking uh, about the, the, the last days and the disciples are saying, when will we know this is happening? And he says this, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the son, but only the father. So Jesus is saying, not even he knows when he's gonna return. But what does he say? Verse 33, be on guard and be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house, puts his servants in charge, each with his assigned task and tells the one at the door, keep watch. Now, God wants us to be on guard, as we've said and alert, uh, because he wants us to be aware of the enemy's tactics. So we're alert and on guard, but also we're alert because of what God is saying and doing. And it says here, each with their assigned task. Every one of us has things that God wants to do in us and through our lives to make up the bigger picture of what He's doing from a kingdom point of view. So you and I, we all have tasks and we wanna be listening. We wanna be seeing what God is showing us so that we're ready for action and willing and available to respond to what He's saying and doing. But He's saying, live your life today as if it were the last. Live in a way because you don't know when Jesus is coming back. So let's not have a mentality in this autumn season of, well, we've got loads of time, it's all right, I can do this and that when I get round to it. No, let's live a life that is on guard, but also alert and alive to God and ready for what He wants to do. So 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says this, be alert and of sober mind. What does it mean to have a sober mind? It means to be self-controlled, and to have a right mind, right thinking. When you're not sober, when you're drunk, you, you're out of your right mind. You begin to behave and do things and say things that you wouldn't normally say when you are sober. And, and we have the mind of Christ as believers. And so what is Peter saying here? He's, he's using this word alert and all that we've just seen it means, but he's also saying be of sober 
mind. Be of a sound mind. Why? Because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, there are so many things in this last 18 months that have been spoken in lots of different ways through the media, social media, the news, uh, YouTube clips and all sorts of things. There's been loads of conspiracy theories. There's been loads of stuff out there saying all kinds of things. And the enemy seeks to take you and I out. He wants to get us off our focus on Jesus and what he wants to do. And he wants us to get our focus on the latest this, the latest that, the latest other. And, and to confuse us, to get us out of having a sober mind, a right mind, a controlled mind. And he wants us to go off the deep end in different ways, okay? We need to be aware that the enemy is prowling around, seeking to take people out. And he isolates to then steal, kill and destroy, okay? And none of us want that in our own lives. So therefore, Ephesians 6 is really important. Verse 18, where... Paul is writing to the Ephesians. It comes in the context of being fully clothed in the armor of God. And he says here in, here in verse 18, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. He says here, pray in the spirit. Now that doesn't just mean pray in tongues. When we pray in the spirit, it means we're praying with the mind of the spirit, with the understanding of the spirit. We're praying according to the word and the spirit together, okay, with all kinds of prayers and requests. Now, at this time, so important that you and I are people of prayer. Don't, don't go on a back foot in this season of prayerlessness. Don't go on a back foot of just experience and no knowledge. Let's stay in a place of being in the Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit, responding to the Holy Spirit, and then praying what the Holy Spirit is giving us to pray in our, for our own lives, for who we are as a church, for those we're reaching out to and together collectively into bigger things that we pray for together as a church. And one of the things we're going to be ramping up this autumn is the prayer dynamic. We, we, it's been great, but there's a whole nother level and dimension we need to operate in as a church. So as well as there being local prayer meetings in a Zoom context in each congregation once a month, uh, and as well as a monthly encounter night we're having, whether in person here and then streamed out for people to be involved in online, we're also going to have a monthly prayer meeting as a church that, that will not be in person. It will only be streamed, okay? But it's going to be a streamed church prayer meeting, everybody joining together to pray. And we're going to hit some things at another level together as a church because it's so important. The enemy is out to steal, kill and destroy. He wants to take you out, me out, us out in different ways. He does not want the church to operate in who we are called to be in this season. And it's important that we move together in the spirit, praying together, believing together, moving together. Okay. Now, Joshua 8 verses 3 to 4 then kicks in. Joshua, uh, they, they'd already taken Jericho in their victory and excitement. They thought they could take AI in their own ability. So he sent some guys to do it and they got routed. They got chased away. They were a bit cheesed off about that. Joshua ended up on his face. God said, what are you doing there? Get up on your feet. Listen to what I'm saying. Now, one of the reasons they were defeated is because there was sin in the camp. Somebody had taken some plunder from Jericho that God had told them not to take. And because of that, they didn't hear what God was saying. So what does that mean? You and I 
your life, my life, every one of our lives is really important to what God is doing at this time. It's not that some people are more important than others. All of our lives matter. How you're living, how you're believing, how you're behaving, how we are with one another, how we are in our faith, our witness, our marriages, our relationships. So, so important. We don't want anything under the floor of our tents hidden that affects what God wants to do in us as a whole. When they got that sorted and they then heard God, they then went to Ai, but what did Joshua say? He took 30,000 of his best fighting men, sent them out at night with these orders. Listen carefully, he said. You are to set an ambush behind the city. Don't go far from it. All of you be on the alert. Now, in prayer, we set ambushes against the enemy, okay? He then says, don't go far from it. Don't go far from God's word and God's purposes. Don't walk away, stay close and be alert, okay? So what we've said so far is about your life and my life spiritually over this autumn season. We wanna stay spiritually alive, spiritually alert and spiritually awake. Why? Because the enemy wants to take each one of us out. He wants to take us out as a people. And we're gonna be on guard, stay alert, and we're gonna make sure that we are where God wants us to be spiritually, fully alive and alert to all that he's doing and saying. Why? Because two things. That firstly affects how we are as a community of believers, how we are as a body of people, but it also affects the effectiveness of our witness and the dynamic of life and power that we operate in together as a people to see people getting saved, healed, delivered, transformed, all of that. There is a battle on for our society. There's a battle on in our culture. There's a battle on for our nation. And there's a battle on for the next generation. And we wanna take our stand. We wanna stay and stand strong together so that the enemy does not have any victories in any of our lives or amongst us corporately in this next season. So what does that lead us on to? It means that God wants us to be of one heart and one mind as a body, as a community of believers. Now there's a number of things that make up us as a community of believers. First of all, he's been inviting us recently into a fresh life of intimacy, relationship of intimacy with him. And so therefore he's called us to be a community of worshipers, those who are seeking him, worshiping him, longing after him, passionate for him. So we want to continue to cultivate being a worshiping people. What does that mean? It means that we're not led by other people. It means say when we turn up on a Sunday, when we worship, we're lifting our hands. We're engaging with God in our homes, church at home. We're doing the same. We're not letting somebody else worship on our behalf, but we're engaging with God in a fresh way in our homes, in our own personal lives. And then when we are together. Let's cultivate being worshippers, okay? Second part of being a community of believers is being a community of prayer. And we've already touched on that a few minutes ago, how we're going to see that increase. But we are together what we are on our own. It's just multiplied. And so I want to encourage you, dig in with God in prayer during this autumn season so that when we do come together, it is powerful and it releases things. Whether you're gathered in a small group, 
whether you're gathered church at home on a Sunday, whether we're gathered in a building here or wherever you might meet, let's be this people of prayer, this community of prayer God's called us to be. What else? He's called us to be a community of faith, believers who believe, okay? Why is that important? Because without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please God. So he's called us to be a people of faith, and we operate in a dynamic of faith with the spirit of faith in our lives as believers who believe. Now, believers who believe are people that pray. When we don't believe, we don't pray because we think, what's the point? Nothing's going to happen anyway. Now, we understand that prayer impacts and changes things. So we want to be believers who believe, but also as well as be believers who pray, we want to be believers who act because when we're in a place of faith, we move, we act in relation to what God is saying, okay? Now, linked with being a people of faith is being a people of love. So important. Uh, It's faith working through love that we want to see an increase of as a community of believers in this coming season as part of what God is doing. What does that mean? To be a people of love means we are merciful people full of mercy to one another and for those that don't know Jesus. We are gracious. What does does gracious mean? It means that we look past what is going on on the outside and we look on the inside. Gracious means forgiving. It means merciful. It means compassionate. Gracious means to be kind and to be generous. Okay, so we want to be a gracious people. And we're going to have some messages uh, in a few weeks time that are really focused around being having a culture of grace. And what does that mean? And what does that look like? And one of the things about being a community or having a culture of grace or a community of grace is this, that we are vulnerable with one another. We are open with each other, that we allow people below the surface of our lives and And there's going to be some messages in the coming weeks where we're going to touch on some things that could be quite personal, uh, that are going to touch on some things as as a community of believers, as a church, that are going to take the lid off some things. And but we need to open up our hearts and lives so that we deal with any shame. So there is so we have no culture of shame in any way whatsoever. But we have a culture of love and grace and, and compassion and vulnerability that allows people to be who God's called them to be. That sometimes when we have some issues and challenges and things that God needs to do in us, we don't try and cover it up because we think that if somebody else knows, then that's shame on my life or I'm not a good Christian or all of that. We, we want to banish all that kind of stuff from who we are if, they, if it's here in any way, shape or form because we want an openness. We want to walk in the light with each other. Why? Because when we're like that, the enemy has no hold whatsoever on any of our lives or on who we are as a people. So we want to cultivate this vulnerability, this openness as a church. And and it's got to be something of the spirit. But but God's God's lining up some messages and different people are going to be speaking and sharing over these coming weeks in different ways as we look at a culture of grace and what does that look like and mean. And and part of what it means is, is there's no judgment, there's no condemnation, that we don't judge one another or condemn one another. What it means is the complete opposite, that we're actually lifting each other and enabling one another to be who God has called us to be. And that fits brilliantly with Philippians 2 verses 1 to 4, where it says this, If any of you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded 
having the same love, being one in spirit and one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. That's a culture of grace. That's a culture of love. That's a culture of vulnerability where we're looking to honor one another, serve one another, lift one another, be there for one another with no judgment, no condemnation saying, well, I've been through it myself and you lifted me up and you might be going through it. So I'm going to lift you up. So we want to walk like that. Why do we want that? One, because Jesus says himself, if you love one another in the same way that I've loved you, then the world is going to know that you're my disciples. One of the, the one of the things that is so important about being a community of believers is being a missional community. Jesus said in Matthew 4:19 when he called the disciples he said, "Come follow me and I will make you fishers of men." God called them to a purpose. He called them to a mission and it was to fish for men. What does that mean in our in our day now? It means to, to, to go with the gospel to people that don't know Jesus and to share the life of Jesus with them so that they become believers. And, and, and that's the purpose of and the mission that God gives us. We, we don't want to, we don't want to lower the bar, if you like, to Christianity just to be going to church on a Sunday or just going to a group or going to something or ticking the box in any way, shape or form. No, that's, that's not Christianity. That's not why Jesus came came to save us. He came to save us, to bring us into relationship, to bring us into a kingdom, to bring us into freedom and life and community and to share who he is amongst us. And, and we want to see that increase over these coming months. So God's called us to be a, a missional community that we're living with a purpose that's more than just meetings and organization and activity. It's about sharing the life and the power of who Jesus is with the world out there, whether it's somebody in our family that needs to know Jesus, one of our neighbors or work colleagues or somebody else that we are friends with in whatever context, okay? And so this missional community, this missional heart, God wants to develop as well in this coming season. So as people come amongst us, they come into this culture of grace and love so that they can come to know God and be set free as well. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10, Paul speaks to the Corinthians, challenging situation, lots was going on in Corinth that wasn't in line with God. And he says to these guys, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. There's been a lot out there that's wanted to cause division in the church over this last 18 months, not just ours, but in the church. Some of that might be around vaccines or about different who's right and who's wrong and conspiracy theory, all sorts of things out there. But what does Paul say? He says, I appeal to you. Don't get caught up with all sorts of things. But what I want you to make sure is there are no divisions among you. Whether somebody's been vaccinated or not, that's a personal choice. We don't, we don't judge one another for whether somebody has or hasn't been vaccinated. That's a personal choice. Let's not let those things cause division or fallout in friendships and relationships. Come on, we're, we're bigger than that. We're more mature than that. Let's walk together in God's purposes, okay? We're a people of faith. God ultimately is our protection, okay? So let's not get caught up in things where there's lots of arguments. But it says here, let there be no division so that you are perfectly united in mind and 
thought. So let's be of one mind in, in this coming season together. Okay. And then in, uh, it goes into Romans 14, 13. Therefore, let us stop passing any judgment on one another that there might be. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. Let's, let's be people that move things out of the way for one another so that we can move together in God's purposes. And then Romans 15, verse five and six. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude and mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice, we may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why does God want us to be alert, awake and alive? Why has he called us to be a community of believers that are worshipers, people of prayer, people of faith and love, this missional community? Why? Because there are so many people's lives that are all over the place at the moment out there. They don't know where they're coming or going. People's lives full of trauma, full of pain, full of guilt. They don't know which way to turn. And God, through his church, you and I, is the answer. And we wanna make sure that we are on God's page this autumn so that we are God's answer to people's lives out there, okay? So let's be this missional community that he's called us to be, full of faith, full of love, worshiping Jesus, praying people so that he can work through our lives in the way that he wants to work through us. Now, just some of the practical things. What does that mean and look like in different ways going forward? Just wanna say a couple of things about some congregation stuff. Burgess Hill, for example, uh, Burgess Hill congregation are gonna be meeting in person on the first Sunday of each month but the other three Sundays in the month, they're gonna be having church at home. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't just mean in their indigenous family, it means different households coming together for church at home, building community together, having lunch together, eating together, sharing together, but inviting others into that community of believers, sharing that life of faith and love and worship and everything together, okay? Worthing is gonna be meeting every other Sunday. so. Two Sundays of the month, say first and third, for example, will be in person together. But the other two Sundays, second and fourth, will be church at home in the same way. Households coming together, building community, sharing life, having church at home in the same way, streaming the meeting in that sense, but having lunch, sharing life, and again, inviting others into that. Both Crawley and Horsham are gonna still have Sunday meetings in person every Sunday, okay? And obviously from this context here in Horsham, because we've got the equipment and the building, we stream out from here, uh, church at home, okay? But as congregations, Crawley and Horsham, uh, there'll still be a, a meeting every Sunday, but there might be some expressions of church at home within those congregations, okay? Uh, so it might be that some households come together for church at home, maybe some week, some Sundays a month, but still other Sundays are here in person together, okay? It's so important going forward that we understand community is both small and large. Community can be expressed in a home, with church at home or through small groups and in different ways, but also community is us coming together as a larger community in a congregation to worship together, to be together, to express that life together. And some of that will be on a Sunday morning. So. That whole, so it is like a, 
it's not one size that fits all. Actually, it's going to be different. There are going to be different expressions in different ways going forward. And some of this is already happening. It's something that God is already doing. It's not that we've decided to plan it this way. It's already happening like this in, in terms of church at home and families and, and households coming together. And we just want to keep going and allow the Holy Spirit to define things and express things in the way that He wants that to look like, okay? And, and we've talked about some of this before, about God empowering who we are in the home far more than we've seen before, okay? So there's gonna be a mixture going forward of in-persons, but also church at home together. Uh, now, I've, I've kind of expressed a little bit about prayer meetings already, Zoom prayer once a month in each congregation uh, locally. Then we're gonna have a church online prayer meeting once a month, and then also an encounter night once a month the encounter night will be in person in this building, Horsham, but also online, okay, streamed once a month. It's so important that we continue this encounter and a meeting with God, this invitation to intimacy together, as well as on our own, in our homes, in our own households, but also in small groups and, and church at home in different expressions, okay? Now, Alpha is also kicking into gear in a fresh way uh, this month. Alpha is going to be expressed in each congregation. Okay, so there will be alphas happening in each congregation, but there will also be alphas online, like a central one, if we can put it that way, online. Uh, and we want to do that to make it as flexible as we can. Many people that have been saved through alpha it's, have been through online. So we know that's a really effective way of, of running alpha, but we also want to express alpha locally, in person, in our congregations. Uh, and that might be in, in, in a home, it could be in a coffee shop, different venues, whatever that might look like. But let's take the opportunity to pray over the next few weeks. Who could you invite to Alpha, whether in person locally, or it might be that, that you invite them and you come online because they might not live locally necessarily, uh, or they might be, but somebody would rather do Alpha online for whatever reason. And we want to be as flexible as we can to reach people in a way that is as, uh, as, a, as effective as possible. Uh, so Alpha is beginning in a couple of weeks time and uh, the information we'll, we'll, be, we'll give you after the, uh, after the message uh, in a few minutes time. Okay, so it's going to be exciting to see how many people get saved through it. It's just one avenue of sharing the gospel. Now, because we've been obviously opening up on Sundays in the last few months uh, in person, uh, we, we meet as a church family. And like in any family, when you meet as a family, an extended family, people come together for a meal or a celebration or whatever it might be, everybody helps to make that event happen. They serve and they do the washing up or setting the table or clearing up or doing this, that, and the other. Whatever is involved, you do it as a family. Now, it's the same as a church family. When we meet together in person on a Sunday, it, it, it takes a number of different uh, things to make Sunday happen. It could be greeting, welcoming, hosting. It could be on the production team. It could be helping to serve the children, the next generation in that way. It could be clearing up. It could be tidying up. It, it, there's lots of different ways uh, running the hub, like a coffee shop or, or serving in that way in your respective congregation on a Sunday. And so one of the ways that we want to go forward, is, it's, like, it's like we've had to start from ground zero again, meeting on Sundays. Uh, with, with just getting people ready to serve. And if, if, if that's something you'd love to do to serve the family on a Sunday, we want to encourage you to go to my.kingdomfaith.com. Okay. If you haven't already signed up 
to that, you can sign up on my.kingdomfaith.com and on there in, for your congregation is all the different ways that, that people can serve the family where you are, okay? And you can go there, have a look, sign up and, and then look and see how could I serve on a Sunday? Now, I totally understand some have not been on a Sunday yet and you're still kind of waiting for everything to make sure it's all clear and, and it's safe to come on a Sunday and everything. I want to encourage you uh, if you haven't been on a Sunday yet in your respective congregation to begin to connect in on a Sunday. Burgess Hill, it's only once a month. Worthing, twice a month. Crawling Horsham, every Sunday is a possibility. But I want to encourage you to be part of Sunday celebration together at least once or twice a month, uh, you know, if that's possible, okay? If, you, if you're in Crawley Horsham, it's, it's possible to do a lot more than that, obviously. But we, we want to be a community of believers together, worshiping together in this context. We obviously need to build up the children's ministry in all the congregations. And, and that means being available to serve the next generation. And if you listen to last week's message that I brought, and if, if you haven't, I want to encourage you to listen to that because there's some specific things about the next generation. It was a bit more of a preach last week, a bit of a, it was called the devil ain't going to have the last word. And I want to encourage you to listen to that message because it, it, it will spark something in your spirit for you to be awake, alert and alive in this autumn. So have a, have a listen to that. Okay, but let's see how we can serve one another. My.kingdomfaith.com, check it out, okay? Now, one of the other changes happening is the change of name for J247. So let's uh, have a listen to Dave and see what's happening with the children going forward. Good morning, everyone. September is a time of new beginnings for children all across the country. They're joining new nurseries or new schools or new year groups, new classes. They've got new uniforms. Those are expensive, aren't they, parents? Uh, whatever it is that they're doing, they're doing something new. And here at Kingdom Faith Church, we're no different. Uh, we are doing something new with our children this September. So you'll have seen, if you've been watching any of the children's work online, that we have radically changed what's gone on over the last 18 months. We've basically completely reinvented and redesigned the way we do our children's work here through necessity, of course, with lockdown and all those things included. And uh, as a result, we thought it was a good idea to reflect that change in our name. And so from this morning going forwards, we will be called Young Saints. Our children in this church are many of them good, strong believers, and we want to help them grow in their faith in their time with us. And so we think it's a great thing to call them Young Saints as they're with us. And as a back to school gift from us to you, everyone's going to be getting a Young Saints pencil case this morning. And if you're not here this morning, you can get one next week. Uh, come and join us in Horsham, Crawley, Worthing, Burgess Hill and grab yourself a Young Saints uh, pencil case. You'll spot there in the corner that we're living Jesus 24-7. Still, uh, we're very thankful for everything that has gone before and we seek to continue that as uh, we carry on as young saints. So thank you very much for your time. We hope that you can join us. We hope that your children will love and thrive their time at Young Saints. All the very best. See you soon. Grace and peace. Bye. That is so good uh, in terms of Young Saints. What a brilliant name. Uh, young generation who are going to walk with God as saints in their generation and make such a difference. We just want to thank Dave and all those who are involved in the children's ministry and all the congregations for all that you do. 
absolutely fantastic, okay? Now, what we want to do is we want to just take a few moments to pray, okay? So let's just, let's just close our eyes for a minute. Let's just focus on the Lord. Jesus, we thank you that you're alive in us. And Father, I just pray right now for every person in Kingdom Faith Church in this region, Burgess Hill, Crawley, Horsham, Worthing, that every one of us, no matter what age, generation we are, would be fully alert, fully alive and fully awake in this season. Holy Spirit, I ask you to grace us to throw off anything that could hinder us, shake off anything that could slow us down, deal with anything that could stop us from moving forward. I thank you, Father, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you lift every one of our heads, you lift every one of our hearts at this moment, that you would hear Father, I just pray a yes and an amen in every one of our hearts and lives saying, God, I want to be fully alive, fully alert, fully awake in this season. I want to be part of building this community of believers that I'm part of, to be a, a community of worshippers, a community of prayer, a community of faith, of love, and this missional community that we're on the move with you. Father, I want to be part of that. I want to be an active one that builds into that. And it's part of making that happen. So, Father, I thank you that you would lead us by your spirit, take us by the hand, move us forward in every way. And, Father, I thank you for those that don't yet know you that are going to come and join us and be part of who we are in these coming weeks and months, that people will come into this community that we've been speaking about and that they would become like that which they've been saved into that they become worshippers and prayers and people of faith and love and then they want to reciprocate that and share that with others because of what you've done in their lives. So we thank you, Father, for all that you're going to do ahead of time in your mighty, awesome name. Amen. Amen. Now, in your respective congregations, you might take a few more moments to pray uh, and uh, together in a relevant way. So bless you guys. Let's look forward to everything God's going to be doing in these coming weeks and months. And let's move together with one heart and one mind. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.